0: Today is Monday, May 4th, 2020. Welcome to C19 Daily. I am Karen Romano. Today I have with me Donna Greenspan, and Donna is a member of our Infinite Blue team here, where she serves as customer success manager and a business analyst. Hey, Donna, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Karen, it is always a pleasure
0: it's fun to have uh, people on from Infinite Blue. And today we're going to talk a little bit about PPE. And before we do that, let's, let's talk about your background and why I asked you to come on to talk about that in the first place. Do you want to give us a little background on you?
1: Certainly. When you first reached out to me to join the podcast, certainly the first thing that came to mind for me was personal protective equipment, um, PPE. Like many people, my career path has been an adventure. I actually started out as a chemist and I began my career in research and development at Bell Labs. Next in my journey was working as an environmental health and safety coordinator for a Novartis company where I was hazmat certified. And little did I know at the time that when I took on a new role in business continuity that my career path was about to change direction forever. So here I am, a hazmat certified chemist with business continuity experience.
0: Right, it's a, it's a good combination. You never knew you were gonna use it. In
1: no. Life,
0: right, <laughs> we yeah. weren't expecting this.
1: No. <laughs> so-, so the next thing was I was at Thanksgiving dinner and my unique and niche experience led me to my next opportunity where I spent nine years as a contractor for CDC working with them on their internal emergency management and continuity of operations. My primary focus there was working for the National Center for Environmental Health and Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, better known as MCEH-ATSDR. And in my role, I worked on continuity planning for both their terrorism laboratories and vessel sanitation. So after that, I went to Qualcomm, and now I'm here at Infinite Blue.
0: That's, that is quite the journey.
1: <laughs> but, but certainly, it's been an interesting career path.
0: Um, and, you know, it gives, especially this, this, that science background and the research background, you definitely are familiar with PPE um, and really the proper way to use it. And and that was something that you and I had talked about in right. the past, just uh, the use of it uh, in our podcast. We have, Frank and I have talked about many times, not necessarily, um, proper use of it but more so sh- shortages for our healthcare workers or the fact that um some states are now mandating uh face face coverings or the masks and things like that so we- we've brought it up in the past in our podcast but never really went into the appropriate use so this will be a good opportunity to kind of dig into that a little bit more
1: certainly Yes.
0: Yeah, so to start why don't we talk about um masks right we hear a lot about masks whether it's like i just said healthcare workers or individuals wearing them to go out into public from like a scientific point of view what what are we looking to do with these masks how will they help
1: so they will help by ensuring that people reduce their exposure but they only help if worn properly and i think maybe we'll start with talking about the different types of masks okay So everyone has heard of the N95, and they're actually N95 respirators. They block at least 95% of tiny particles, being 0.3 microns, and they're made of polyester and other synthetic fibers. You'll see a metal strip, and that metal strip actually goes over your nose, which allows you to get a better seal. So they technically are a respirator, not a mask.
0: Okay, now that's a good description of it because some people might think they're just like painters' masks, right? Right. Yeah.
1: So they actually, because they're in this respirator classification, they actually they're supposed to be tight fitting and seal around your face. And proper use requires user seal checks and fit testing.
0: Okay.
1: So next up, we have medical masks, and they filter out sixty to eighty percent of small particles. They're made out of a breathable paper-like synthetic fabric, and they will help stop droplets from coughs and sneezes. They're a looser fit, and they don't require fit testing or user seal checks. Okay. Um, And then with certainly the supply issues that we've had, we have homemade masks, which I think are a great alternative. Like all, go go ahead. ahead.
0: I was going to say, tell us more about that because yeah. I know uh, Frank and I have talked about in the past, like, Where we were going to get our masks from, I have a sewing machine and I get made fun of um, <laughs> that I made some, but I'd like to hear a little bit more from your point of view on the yeah. homemade masks.
1: Yeah, I think as long as you are pay attention to what type of fabric you're using and you want to tighten it material and you can add layers, you really can get a similar protection to medical masks. Plus, they come in various colors and patterns. And I certainly feel that we might find ourselves wearing masks out in public until a significant portion of the population being vaccinated. So that could be, you know, for months to come.
0: Right, yes, we've been having a lot of conversation around that.
1: right, so you'll want to reuse them and making them machine washable would be key. So you want them to be machine washable you want to be able to have a good fit. So being able to make them at home, you can play with how they fit and how comfortable they are for you to wear. I've even seen some on the market where they have a pocket to hold an additional filter. And it's very okay. key that if you're thinking of this filter, that you, they're made of something that's breathable, breathable and not hazardous.
0: Okay, like, like what would
1: be a good example? So we've seen some where people have used co- coffee filters. And okay. I, I like the idea of having the pocket in the mask so that you can switch the filters out. Yeah. Um, there's actually been an experiment that two layers of paper towels can block between 23 and 33% of 0. 0.3 micron-sized particles. So just okay. even having a little pocket in your mask with folded up paper towels can give you added protection.
0: Right. So it's, it's better than nothing. Right. And I know in, in Pennsylvania, um, where Frank and I usually give the Pennsylvania point of view and um, within Pennsylvania, you cannot go out into public places like grocery stores, uh, pet stores, whatever it might be. You have to have a mask on or you're not allowed in. Right. That's so good. We're going to see more and more of these homemade masks, I think, um, depending on which state you're in and right. what the regulations are, but definitely it's an option.
1: I've e- yeah that. yeah that's go good. ahead and I've even seen a couple homemade masks where they have the metal strip to have a better seal around your nose, which is good. Um, that said, it you know may make it so machine washable of a metal strip. You know you may have some issues there.
0: Yeah, I wonder if can I wonder if you can hand wash them right. in that case or find another way to do it. Um, and with personally the ones I have made, I do not have metal strips in them. I'm not that fancy, um, but it is good to think about because that will help with the fit. Right. And um, I think for some of the things you hear people say is, um, like especially people who wear glasses, they're experiencing fogging. So you think about that mask goes over your nose, and um, the when you breathe, sometimes like that breath comes back up and it will fog up your your glasses. So is there anything that we can do about that for those people who do wear? glasses and they want to wear the masks?
1: Certainly. Um, And I definitely wear my glasses when I go out in public instead of my contacts because just like we want to protect our nose and our mouth, we want to also protect our eyes because we can also receive droplets in the eye. So getting uh, a tight seal around your mask can help with the fogging up. Um, We can try molding it better around your face. And if that's not working, you can pull your mask up and rest your glasses on the top of your mask to give you a better seal.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I wouldn't have thought of that. Right, you can kind of use that to your advantage if you have glasses. Um so, you know, we hear so much about PPE and uh, making sure that especially like the N95 respirators and certain PPE needs to be reserved for those who need it in healthcare. Um, setting, But what about just your average citizen? What type of PPE should be worn? Any recommendations? I, I do know some states are recommending like the face masks, but other things like do you need to wear gloves? Do you need to go in a hazmat suit? <laughs> what would, the, what would the, the average citizen need to do or may want to think about as they go out into public?
1: Yeah, so as I mentioned, I, certainly protecting the eyes, the nose and the mouth are key. So maybe some glasses or goggles. Um, My opinion on gloves is that sometimes it gives people a false sense of security. So I've been out and seen people wearing gloves and they're still touching everything. They're touching their phone, their keys, their wallet, their face, they're adjusting their mask. Um, And then they, you know, it's giving them that false sense of security. So as long as you don't have any open wounds or cuts on your hands, just proper hand washing should be effective. But if you right, are, gr- if,
0: you're, if you're touching everything, you're just spreading all around. Right, right. right. So if
1: you are going to wear gloves, just be mindful of what you're touching.
0: Okay. And then, um, so you said goggles, possibly the masks and gloves, probably don't need them. Right. Probably don't need them unless you have those like open cuts or things like that. Right. Perfect. Um, so, I mean, just as we kind of wrap things up around PPE, is there anything else you want to add as far as, things for people to think about with PPE as we deal with the pandemic?
1: So respirators and masks are only effective when worn properly. They should be worn the entire time you're outside. I have made a few rare outings out of my house, and I'll see people take their mask when they're away from others, when they feel they're more than six feet away from others, and they'll pull Mm -hmm. it down and have it hanging around their neck. And to me, all I see is a catcher's mitt just sitting there waiting to catch airborne particulates. (laughs) Um, And then they're going to put that mask back on their face. Um, So really, it's just being mindful of how much you're touching your face, um, making sure that the masks you wear are comfortable. Anyone that's spent time uh, working in a lab or on a hazmat team, you know, we've received lots of instruction on how to wear PPE appropriately, and we know how uncomfortable it can be wearing it for extended period of time. So it might be useful for people to try first wearing it in their house, being mindful of how much they're touching their face, how much t- they're adjusting it, you know, how how long can you wear it without touching your mask, um, and just leaving it in place, because that's going to give you the best protection. Every time you touch your mask to adjust it or move it, you're bringing your hand to your face, um, which is increasing your risk. So put it on, seal it, and just let it be. Try different masks and see which one's the most comfortable for you. Great.
0: That's, that's really good. Very good advice. As we continue to wear these masks to, you know, protect people in case we are asymptomatic and going out in the public, and obviously healthcare workers are wearing it for other reasons right. as well to protect themselves. Um, so that, that's really great advice. Thanks for joining us and sharing all that background. I, I didn't realize you had such an extensive background. I've been working with you for a few years, I now, know, yeah. so it's good to, good to know. <laughs> thanks thanks again donna for joining me today and joining me as my special guest for yet another interview
1: well thank you it's been a pleasure
0: all right that wraps up this episode of c19 daily as always send us your questions or if you want to join us on a podcast you can send us an email at covid19 at infiniteblue.com i'm karen romano have a good one